the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the program. And I, I want to go back to a discussion we had with Victor Davis Hanson earlier in the program. Uh, and this thesis statement of mine, the common sense nonconformist is both the product of and the target of the big tech Fortune 500 Socialist Democrat government consortium. And the hunt is on. So let me give you examples from each partner in that consortium I'm describing, starting with Joe Biden at the National Prayer Breakfast yesterday and uh, the uh, target of his concern. We just have to open our eyes. We've just witnessed images that we've never imagined, images that now we'll never forget, a violent assault in the U.S. Capitol, an assault on our democracy, on our capital, a violent attack that threatened lives and took lives. We know now we must confront and defeat political extremism, white supremacy, and domestic terrorism. Political extremism, white supremacy, and domestic terrorism, and all of those open-ended generic category head uh, titles, if you will, uh, are directed at 1-6, which is directed at taking from those who illegally and shamefully engaged in violence and branding the entire Republican Party, uh, all of Trump world plus the Republican Party, if you want to put it that way. But, I mean, it's going to, you know, the deplorables, if they're going to continue to be a force, are going to be a force through the Republican Party. So let's just understand what we're talking about here. The point is to brand that that organization, the Republican Party, as illegitimate as the new Confederacy for election cycles as far as the eye can see, as far as that gaslighting will take them. That's what's happening. So 22 and 24 and beyond. Everyone is illegitimate who is associated with that brand, Republican Party. That's the point. The common sense nonconformist is the product of and the target of the big tech Fortune 500 companies. Big tech Fortune 500 Socialist Democrat Government Consortium, to be more complete, since I just gave you the Democrat Socialist Government partner. How about the head of it, the president of the United States? Now, Fortune 500, two examples here. Uh, Actually, I'll get to Fortune 500 in a second because of Tucker Carlson's excellent report last night on Bank of America. Big tech. Uh, A new bill sponsored uh, in a bipartisan manner. Senator Joe Manchin and Senator John Cornyn co-sponsoring the See Something, Say Something online act. This would um, impose a penalty on interactive computer service providers, meaning social media giants, blogs, podcast hosting services, app stores, consumer review platforms, independent political forums, so on and so forth, all of them, impose penalties on interactive computer service providers such that they would lose Section 230 protections if they fail to report any known user activity that, they, that might be deemed suspicious, quote-unquote. So there is sort of a duty to report 
under the heading of suspicious activity, which is defined in the legislation. Any post, private message, comment, tag, transaction, or any other user-generated content or transmission that government officials later determine commits, facilitates, incites, promotes, or otherwise assists the commission of a major crime. Major crimes are defined as anything involving violence, domestic or international terrorism, or a quote-unquote serious drug offense. For each suspicious post, these services must submit a suspicious transmission activity report within 30 days, providing users' name, location, and other identifying information, as well as any relevant metadata. Remember when people like me were concerned that the only thing worse than the censorship decisions of big tech companies would be of government? This is sort of an example of what we were talking about. Very generic terms that provide wide berth for monitoring and punishing people for thinking the wrong things and expressing the wrong thoughts. Suspicious activity. Uh, major crimes. Uh, incitement to violence, obviously, would be part of it. And incitement to violence as the, the way these politicians are defining that incitement to violence through speech is not the way the Supreme Court defined it in the Brandenburg case. I can tell you that. The common sense nonconformist is the product of and the target of the big tech, big tech companies, Fortune 500, Socialist Democrat Government Consortium, and the hunt is on. Socialist Democrat Government Consortium, check Biden at the prayer breakfast. Big tech, check this legislation that, by the way, I, I will tell you, uh, big tech, there may be some bristling on this, but they'll be happy with this regulation because they're already doing essentially what is being requested here. And all it will do, as the CEO of MeWe uh, opined in The Wall Street Journal and our friends like William Jacobson, who runs Legal Insurrection Blog, professor of law at Cornell, all it will do is marginalize the little guy, the sort of regulations the big guys love, this legislation. When we come back, Tucker Carlson on Bank of America. You're listening to more you'll know. This is this is the Dan Proft Show. Welcome back to the show. The common sense nonconformist is the product of and the target of the big tech Fortune 500 Socialist Democrat Government Consortium and the hunt is on. That's my thesis statement. Uh, We've gone through President Biden's remarks at the prayer breakfast, legislation co-sponsored by Manchin and Cornyn in the Senate with respect to Section 230 protections for big tech turning, demanding, uh, uh, presenting a legal mandate to turn big tech into uh, censorious spies on their users. Uh, remember, you're the product and the target. And lastly, Fortune 500 Bank of America. A remarkable piece of reporting by Tucker Carlson on his program on Fox last night on what Bank of America is doing to assist federal law enforcement in identifying anyone responsible for violence on January 6th at the Capitol. This show has obtained exclusively evidence that Bank of America the second largest bank in the country with more than 60 million customers, is actively but secretly engaged in the hunt for extremists in cooperation with the government. 
Bank of America is, without the knowledge or the consent of its customers, sharing private information with federal law enforcement agencies. Bank of America effectively is acting as an intelligence agency, but they're not telling you about it. In the days after the January 6th riot at the Capitol, Bank of America went through its own customers' financial and transaction records, a lot of them. Now, these were the private records of Americans who had committed no crime. People who, as far as we know, had absolutely nothing to do with what happened at the Capitol on January 6th. But at the request of federal investigators, Bank of America searched its databases looking for people who fit a specific profile. And uh, more specifics on exactly what they did, what that what that sort of profile was uh, and uh, and and how wide the spying, if you will, by Bank of America on its customers was. Customers confirmed as transacting either through bank account, debit card or credit card purchases in Washington, D.C. between January 5th and January 6th. Number two, purchases made for hotels, Airbnb, RSVPs in Washington, Virginia or Maryland after January 6th. Number three, any purchase of weapons or at a weapons related merchant between January 7th and their upcoming suspected stay in the D.C. area around Inauguration Day. And four. Airline-related purchases sixth, sixth, since January 6th. And so you, you understand, they're just throwing nets over all their customers that fit those uh, particular categories that Tucker Carlson just outlined. There's no individual that's suspected. There's nothing you know, afoot among Bank of America customers that was suspected, whether it is volunteering to assist law enforcement or whether it is doing the bidding of law enforcement. I don't know necessarily which direction the uh, impetus for this came, but regardless, there are certainly normative issues, and as Tucker Carlson details, there are potentially legal issues too. So um, what does this mean? Uh, Let's make this concrete. Well, the first thing you notice is that it's remarkably broad. Any purchases of anything in the city of Washington, D.C., any overnight stay anywhere in the three-state area that spans hundreds of miles. Any purchase, not simply of legal firearms, but instead anything bought from a, quote, weapons-related merchant, T-shirts included. And then any airline-related purchases, not just flights to Washington, flights to anywhere, to Omaha, to Thailand. That is a very, very wide net. And Bank of America identified a total of 211 customers who met these, quote, thresholds of interest. And it was at that point, the show has learned, Bank of America turned over the results of its internal scan to federal authorities, apparently without notifying the customers who were being spied upon. Federal investigators then interviewed at least one of these unsuspecting people. And that person, we've learned, hadn't done anything wrong and in the end was cleared. Imagine if you were that person. The FBI hauls you in for questioning in a terror investigation. Not because you've done anything suspicious, you haven't. You bought plane tickets and visited your country's capital. You thought you could do that. You thought it was your country. (laughs) Now they're sweating you because your bank, which you trust with your most private information, information of everything you buy, has ratted you out to the feds without telling you, without your knowledge. Because Bank of America did that, you are being treated like a member of Al-Qaeda. What country is this? What country is this? Right. So uh, you don't need a Patriot Act. When you have Bank of America and perhaps other banks, if you're not a Bank of America customer, you may want to inquire at Chase or other banks uh, or any any of the other banks, frankly. Uh, I I doubt that Bank of America is the only one that's been enlisted by the federal government or has volunteered to be enlisted. I don't know which. Um, But Carlson's exactly right, of course. And was this utilized when Black Lives Matter rioters 
Antifa laid waste to major cities around the country as people were actually being killed in uh, far greater numbers than what happened at the Capitol on January 6th, not to discount it or dismiss it, but to try to apply the standard. Why, with respect to those acts of domestic terrorism or those acts of violence that occurred on January 6th versus those acts of violence that occurred throughout America's major cities and, frankly, not so big cities, places like Kenosha or Lancaster, Pennsylvania, throughout the course of the summer into the fall of last year? It's a curious question. And uh, uh, Carlson uh, walking through uh, Bank of America's response, which is non-response. We asked Bank of America about this. They confirmed it actually happened by not denying it. Here's their statement in full, which manages to make the whole thing even creepier, assuming that's possible. Quote, we don't comment on our communications with law enforcement. Well, apparently not. And uh, whether or not perhaps Bank of America ran afoul of the law here, that's an open question, but one that should be explored. We spoke to a number of lawyers about this today. Some of them told us that what Bank of America did might in fact not be legal and could in fact be challenged in court. One knowledgeable attorney pointed us to 12 U.S.C. 3403. That's a federal law that allows banks to tip off the feds to any information that, quote, may be relevant to a possible violation of any statute or regulation. Now, the DOJ instructs federal agents to remind banks of that law, and of course they do with maximum aggression. But the question is, legally, what constitutes information that may be relevant to a possible crime? Well, it's a great question. And here again, we get this open ended generic language, very much like the legislation I mentioned before the break, co-sponsored by Manchin and Cornyn with respect to see something, say something, big tech mandates gives uh, almost unlimited scope to the law, the, the state side of the equation. And, you know, frankly, uh, there may be a legal violation here by Bank of America. Well, that starts from the premise that we still have the rule of law in this country that we still have constitutional restraints on the state in this country. Do we? As Tucker Carlson asked, what country do we live in? Uh, right now, we live in one where the common sense nonconformist is the product of and the target of the big tech, Fortune 500, Socialist Democrat Government Consortium, and the hunt is on. Podcast of the show at danproffshow.com.